If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Chapter 11, Wings of Fire, The Brightest Night Somehow, eventually, Sunny slept. What she knew, because she woke up to find Flower tugging gently on her tail and Smolder unlocking her chains. She sat up slowly and stretched her wings, which still ached from all the flying she'd done in the last several days. What's happening? she asked Smolder. Oh, I thought we'd go for a walk, he said wirily. Sunny squinted at him. Are you joking, or is that just your voice? Can other dragons tell when you're joking? Because I cannot figure it out. He threw back his head and laughed. I've heard that before, he, I've heard that before, he admitted. There was someone who used to tease me about it. She told me she was going to assume that everything I said was a joke, since that would simplify things. You can do that too if you like. All right, Sunny said. Smolder wasn't exactly the sinister prison guard she would have expected from Byrne's brother. She much preferred this oddness instead, even when it was unsettling. The last chain cluttered to the floor and Smolder held out one talon so Flower could climb up on his back again. Make sure to make make sure to steal steal clear Scarlet. He reminded Sunny, who didn't need reminding. She's in a foul mood today. I heard that. Scarlet roared. Smolder rolled his eyes at Sunny and drove off the edge. She followed, catching a glimpse of the smoking orange queen as they whisked past. Scarlet suddenly burst blast of flames into the air right behind them. Sunny felt the heat crackle along her scales, uh, the scale of her tail, and saw a flower press close. Press herself closer to Smolder's back. Outside, it was early morning. Barely with sunrise, Sunny realized. Smolder didn't leave me locked up very long. He didn't even wait until midday to come get me. Maybe he's secretly kinder than he wants me to think. The light slanted low across the courtyard, and small brown birds hopped along the top of the wall, gossiping cheerily. Cheerily. The air smelled like roasting lizards, and the sand was still cool under her ta- under her claws as she followed Smolder to an archway on the left. Where are we going? she asked. I've been investigating a mystery for the last twenty years or so, said Smolder. Occasionally, I ask other dragons what they think. Invariably, they disappoint me. But you seem unusual, more more than more unusual than most. So I figured I'd try again. Ever ever hopeful. That's me. Twenty years, Sunny said. I hope it's not a very urgent mystery. Smolder chuckled and said, Well, it rather is, but it's been absolutely impossible to solve nonetheless. He led the way through a room of pillars, all of them carved with swirls that looked like dragon's tails, and into a long hallway lined with sparkling rust-colored tiles in a spiraling pattern. Sunny brushed one of the tiles with her wings, thinking that it was the most beautiful thing she'd seen in this place, in this palace. The hallway slanted down and down and down until Sunny was sure they were underground, and finally ended in a room with four locked doors. Smolder walked to each door, opening them with large brass keys from around his neck, revealing four rooms of roughly equal size, with thick stone walls and plain grey stone floors. All of them were completely empty. The, the room is about the sandwing treasure whenever entirely accurate. He said as he did this, twisting the keys in his claws. We were wealthy. We were very wealthy, yes. But we weren't quite stupid enough to keep it in all in all one in all in one place. Almost that stupid, but not quite.
We kept only our most prized possessions in our treasure rooms, along with a backup stash of rubies, diamonds, and gold in case we never in, in case we ever needed it. But it wasn't our entire wealth or a palace full of treasure that went missing. Only the contents of these four rooms, but they contained quite a lot. He held up a talon for Flower to climb onto, then set her carefully on the floor in front of the treasure rooms. She looked even smaller next to the massive rooms. Sunny realized that Flower was probably, enough, probably small enough to squeeze under the doors. The scavengers put her. The scavenger put her tiny paws on her hips, tossed her head fur back, and looked for all. Looked for all the world like she was bored of this dragon game. Dragon game. So here's what I'd like to know, Smolder said. How did the three scavengers about this size, two actually, once they lost this one, manage to carry four rooms' wealth of treasure off into the desert? Sunny studied the little scavenger in front of her. It was actually a very good question. Fire was only about as tall as a full-grown dragon head. She had no wings no, and no miniature, pra- and, and miniature practically useless paws. Well, maybe not that useless, she thought, remembering the sketch of her face from the night before. Could they have built something to carry it? She asked, crouching to examine Flower's paws. The scavenger squeaked at her. I saw the ruins of one of their villages on my way here. Their dens look like real houses. There was an iron bell in the wreckage, too, so they're good at making things. Maybe they made kind of, some kind of wagon to carry it. A wagon would have left tracks across the sand, Smolder pointed out. The only tracks we found were hoof prints, three horses, galloping flat out. You tell me how they could do that with more than two bags of gold on their backs, let alone all of this? Oh, you found prints? Sunny said, stepping into the first room and peering around. Didn't you follow them? She moved to the second room, which was the same as the first, except perhaps with a little more sand on the floor. Follow them, said Smolder. If only we thought of that. Ah, uh-huh, that, Sunny said, that was definitely sarcasm. He gave her a crooked smile. Well, look, there was a lot of confusion when we first saw, found the queen's body. We all heard her roaring in the middle of the night. It must have woken every dragon for miles. That's what brought us outside the palace, thinking something terrible had happened. All we found at first was Mother lying there dead. And one of her daughters killed her? Why not in a proper duel? Who else would dare kill the Sandwing Queen? Who else could? And why wouldn't they admit it? It's admit to it. The, fir- the first clue we found was a little creature trying to hide by burying herself in a dune. She was injured and, of course, had no treasure on her apart from a cute little claw sort thing. Smolder reached into his bag, into the bag around his neck, and, somewhat startling, produced a banana. He handed it to Flower, who sat down and began peeling it with expert little twitches of her slender paws. That's when we realized scavengers were involved, so we knew they must have come here to steal treasure. Burn was furious. We found we finally found those the horse tracks, Smolder went on. But they had at least two hours head start by then. We caught up shortly before they reached their forest home, but then Burr decided we should let them reach the forest home. His eyes were dark watching Flower. Once they led us right to it, we burned it to the ground. Yikes, Sunny said. That's a lot of scavengers to wipe out just because three of them did something stupid. Burns said we had to stamp out the vermin before they began to think they could do something like that again. Smolder pointed out as if he guessed what she was thinking. So, so after you burned the village, 
We searched for the treasure in the ashes, no sign of it anywhere, not a single jewel or a gold nugget. We tried hunting down a few scavengers who escaped the fire, but some some of them must have slipped through our claws. And one of those must have been the treasure, even now, 20 years later. Sunny started pacing from room to room. Something wasn't right about the story. Actually, a lot of things weren't quite right about the story. That much treasure? How could it disappear into thin air? How could scavengers make it disappear into thin air? She stopped and looked down at Flower again. The brown eye, the brown eyes looked back at her curiously. Are you, sh- are you sure the scavengers killed Queen Oasis? Sunny asked. It wasn't maybe just really bad luck that they were there at the same time as some other killer. Smolder nodded. I thought of that, but it was a scavenger's size spear in Mother's eye, and this part is a little weird. They cut off her barbed tail and took it with them. We never found that either, but there was a trail of venom drops and dragon blood beside the horse track. Sunny wrinkled her snout. Why would they do that? Why do scavengers do any of the of the inexplicable, inexplicable things they do? Smaller tossed another banana to flower. Sunny wondered if the scavenger had any idea they were talking about her. Hmm, she said, studying the rooms. Now that she was here, looking at the space... Looking at the space and at a scavenger at the same time, the original story sounded more and more ludicrous. It was crazy enough that scavengers had managed to kill a dragon queen, but they also stole all her treasure without getting caught and eaten. Her wings twitched with a sudden idea. Maybe the question wasn't, how did they transport all the treasure? Maybe the real question was, what else could have happened to it? Wait, she said. When did you check these rooms? When did you see how much was missing? Oh, Smolder breathed a plume of smoke and squinted at her. When we returned from burning the den, I remember flying back and thinking that the scavengers couldn't have gotten much if we couldn't find any trace of it. And then Burn led the way down here to an inventory and we found everything gone. I never figured out how much flower unlocked how how flower unlocked the doors either. Sunny lashed her tail so hard it smacked into one of the doors, sending a shiver of pain through her scales. That's it then, she said excitedly. Someone else took it while you were out hunting the scavengers. Who didn't go with you to chase the scavengers and burn the den? Lots, lots of dragons, Smolder said. He frowned thoughtfully at the open doors. Buster and Blaze both stayed here. Then, of course, it was one of them, Sunny said. The scavengers probably didn't even get anything before Oasis caught them. They didn't have your treasure. One of the sisters does. Smolder was already shaking his head. No, he said. No, that's, that's not possible. It must be scavengers, or this war would be over already. Sunny met Flower's eyes, then looked back at him. Over? How do you figure? There's... I'm not supposed to talk about that. You can't do that, Sunny said, flaring her wings. You can't tell me half the summing and then not and then not tell me the rest. He wrinkled his snout, looking faintly amused. You are my prisoner. Remember, he said, it's a royal sandwing secret, I'm afraid. Oh, aren't you fancy, Sunny said. All right, I'll figure it out. Don't do that, Smolder said with a hint of alarm in his voice. A real secret involving your treasure that would end the war if someone had their claws on it already. Oh, Sunny said. Oh, I bet it's something Animus touched, isn't that it? 
That must be it. Ooh, it, it's some kind of enchanted treasure that's like, ooh, if you're holding it, you're the salmon queen. So the scavenger must have it. Because if a dragon had it, she'd be queen, and the war would be over. Interesting. Smolder stared at her with unfathomable dark black eyes for a moment. That's not it? That was, uns- that was unsettling, he said. It's just logic, Sunny said. My friend Starflight would have figured it out faster. She stopped and curled her tail around her talons. Only Starflight were here, or Clay, or any of them. Well, he said, I suppose you like you're likely to be dead by the end of the week anyway. Just remember that if you tell anybody, we'll have to kill them too. Oh, oh aren't you cheerful? Sunny said crossly. What is the, what is it anyway? The same wing scepter? He shook his head. Oh, I'm not telling you that. The Lazarus dragon? Sunny racked her brain, trying to remember the famous pieces of Travers which were meant in, in schools. Stop guessing. Oh, the Eye of Onyx, Sunny said. And from his expression, she knew that was it. His face wasn't quite the emotionless mask of bl- that Blister was. Well, that's why the scavengers must have the treasure, Smolder said quickly, as if hoping he hadn't noticed. If Blaze, Blister or Blaze had it, one of them would be queen one of them would be queen instead. Instead of hiding in another kingdom. If any Samwings had it, they'd be ruling the desert already. Sunny shrugged. So the scavengers managed to get something. That happened to get the most Im- most important thing. Someone else took the rest of it. I bet you anything. Hmm, the smolder narrowed his eyes, smoke billowing from his nose, writhing around his horns. In that case, we still have to find the scavengers and what they stole. Sunny didn't have answers for that. She had a feeling find the scavengers meant burn down more dens. And it made her feel sorry for the little squishy creatures, especially if they were all as cute and clever as flower. Smolder, a voice called, Smolder! Talon scrabbled on stone and uh, as a snub-nosed salmon came pelting down the long sloping hall. He started calling out as he ran toward them, his voice traveling across the distance. We're under attack, he yelled. Help! General Sandstorm is already dead. No one knows what to do. It's chaos. We're all going to die. He skated the last several steps towards them and nearly tumbled into one of the treasure rooms. Suddenly jumped back out of his way, out of the way of his flailing tail. Who's atta- who's talking? Smolder said sharply, grabbing the messenger and steering him back up the hallway with one brisk motion. Ice beings or sea beings? I don't know. It's happened so fast. It's like they rose straight out of the sand. Maybe it's Queen Scarlet's friend, Sunny said anxiously, scooping up flour and hurrying behind them. Smolder gave her a look as if he'd forgotten she was there. Remember? She said someone was coming to rescue her. What if it's them? The, mos- the messenger let-, let out a horrified squeak. Then we're definitely all going to die. Stop that, Smolder said, giving him a quick shake. There are enough salmon soldiers here to fight off any invasion. He out of his talents and sending past flower to him. Smolder set his pet gently in a side room with no windows. Stay, he said sternly, pointing a, a claw at the little scavenger. Flower put her paws on her hips and chattered something indignantly at him, but he ignored her and swept up on the corridor. I don't have time to lock you up again right now, Smolder said, and I'm still watching you. If you try to escape while we're fighting, you end up back in that tower and you're never coming out again. I get it. You're menacing, Smolder shouted. Sunny shouted at him. Now, what are you doing? What are you going to do about do about Queen Scarlet? You should send more guards to watch her right now. 
She's the one you're worrying about escaping. At least I won't murder everyone on my way out. Smolder's stern expression wavered for a moment as he looked down at her. I think I should be offended that you're obviously more afraid of my prisoner than you are of me, he said. But I suppose I'll worry about that later. You, he shouted at a pair of guards running by. Find four more soldiers and take them to guard Burns Weirdling Tower. With your lives, you understand? They nodded, about about faced, and took off toward the tower. Thank you, Sonny said, more than a little surprised that he actually listened to her. Now they could hear roars and snarls and the clash of claws outside, along with the sounds of shouting and running and talons all over the place. Watch her, Smolder said to the messenger, pointing to Sonny. An unearthly shriek tore through the morning air, and Smolder hurled into the nearest courtyard, then up into the air. The black diamond on his wing flared like crows, taking flight as he soared high. The bank sideways and shot toward the outer wall. Sunny ran into the courtyard behind him, spread her wings. Wait, the messenger protested. Where do you think you're going? To see what's happening, Sunny said. I want to know who's winning, don't you? Because if Scarlet's friends, then I need to get out of here, no matter what Smolder thinks I promised him. Um, the messenger said, twisting his tail between his hands. But I- I'm not I'm not sure we should. Come on. Sunny launched herself into the, launched herself into the sky and heard the scramble of his claws behind her as she, he followed. She aimed for the highest point on the, of the palace that she could see, a spire with an open pavilion platform on the top. The corners of the roofs were carved like dragon's wings open in flight, and wind chimes on each side glittered and whispered in the faint breeze. In a few moments, her claws touched down on a white stone, and she took a fluttering step for balance. Spread out before her, to the south of the stronghold, was the battle. Sunny squinted, her eyes adjusting to the light that of the light of the rising sun as she searched for distinctive colors. Perhaps the blues and greens of sea wings, or the white and pale blues of ice wings, as Smolder expected. Or perhaps the red of and oranges of loyal sky wings came come to rescue their queen. But there was something strange about this battle. Sunny couldn't see any unusual colors down there. Nothing but the tan pale yellow of an off white scales of sand wings. Sandwings fighting sandwings? Was it Blister's army attacking? But it didn't look like a whole invading force. In fact, if Sunny had to guess, she'd say there were only about 30 dragons attacking the stronghold against about 100 defenders. And then she caught a, sun- uh, caught a flash of sunlight caught on a gold arm bracelet, and she leaned forward with a gasp. That's Thorn. Now that she spotted her, it was unmistakable. The wiry, pale, yellow dragon was deep in the thick of the fighting, slashing at the standing soldiers with her talons and stabbing her tail as she rose into the air, and then dropped below two warriors, then hurtled up to smash into another. Sunny scanned the rest of the attackers and picked out six claws, then Quibbly, fighting so as close to Thorn as they could. This wasn't another army or one of the Saint-Wing sisters. The stronghold was being attacked by the outclaws. My mother came to get me, Sunny thought, her scales humming with joy. Six claws must have told her the truth instead of lying, instead of the lie we came up with. But then she took another look at the battle and her heart sank. Five standing soldiers lay dead on the sand, but the outclaws were still outnumbered, almost four to one. Smolder was shouting orders as he shoved soldiers into formations, tightening the defense, so a bristling wall of spears was ready to ram the scattered attacking dragons. One wave of sandwings piled into 
six claws, who staggered back with a roar, losing height so his bloody tail swept the sand. Swept the sand below him. Sunny watched in horror as seven soldiers encircled Thorn, cutting her off from her allies. The outcaws came to rescue me, and it's gonna get them all killed.